0: everyone, welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Burke and today we're going to talk science. We're going to talk science with a young scientist and also the communication PR expert from the Foundation for Young Scientists in Luxembourg. That's Natalie von Laufenberg and Alex Cowan. welcome to you both. Hi, thank you for having us. Great to have you both here. Natalie, I'm going to start with you. Please tell us about
1: the Foundation for Young Scientists in Luxembourg and what you do. So the Foundation for Young Scientists in Luxembourg, the French name is Fondation Jeunes Scientifiques Luxembourg, um, has been around for quite some time. It all started out with the organization of the Young Scientist Contest, so the uh, national contest Young Fouche, which was first held in 1971. So we will be celebrating our 50th anniversary next year. And the whole point of the organization is to promote sciences among young people in Luxembourg. And when you say young people, what age group Group you're dealing with so anyone can participate between the ages of eleven and twenty-one. So it's quite a quite a big age span. And same for when we organize the Expo Science Luxembourg, which is an international expo where we invite young scientists from all over the world to come an exchange, both cultural and scientific exchange, between the national scientists and the international scientists.
0: And just to say, this is open, this is a contest that's open to every single student of that age group in every single school here in Luxembourg.
1: Exactly. So either you live in Luxembourg and you attend a school outside of Luxembourg, like if you're a university student, or uh, you attend any school that is actually that is acknowledged by the Ministry of Education in Luxembourg. So that can also be the, the Schengen Lyceum in Pearl or the ones that are outside of Luxembourg but are still acknowledged by the ministry. And anyone can participate whether you have a background in science or not, whether you're 11 or whether you're 19, whether you've had a lot of experience in having science projects or whether this is your first science project, we like to welcome anyone.
0: But there's a huge difference in the science knowledge of an 11-year-old and a 21-year-old. So how do you mark the differences between the the applications, the entries that you get?
1: Yes. In terms of the projects, anyone can participate with our project, whether it's a a beginner's level or or another level. So we have a jury of professionals that work in the field. So we have chemists, pharmacists, there's historian, there's a philosophy PhD student, then judge the, the, the projects and that will ask a few questions and attend the presentation of each project. And they then decide which project will be rewarded with which prize. So the only difference is the prize that you will get at the end. Because the whole point of the the competition is that every project that participates wins a prize. That's amazing. That's a pretty good competition to enter then. Right? It's a a win-win situation for everyone. And so the prizes are always, they try to give out the prizes that make sense for each project. So if you turned in a project that is in astronomy, we're going to send you Towards a prize that focuses on that as well, that field. Or, and if it's a natural sciences, it'll be one of the research projects in the Swiss Alps. Or if it's social science projects, you will have a price that is more towards that. So, And this is also very important to note that you can either work in natural sciences, in social sciences, in the humanities. It can be a music project, it can be an art project, a literature project, as long as the approach is a scientific one. So if you do a study of literature poems, that's also science in some sort, or research in some sort.
0: Oh, so when you say it's the young scientists in Luxembourg, you're just treating uh, science... As the method of thinking, the logical approach to critical
1: thinking. Exactly. That's the whole goal of everything. I mean, of course, it started out as being more in traditional sciences, the exact and the natural sciences. But the whole point is to get anyone who is who has an interest in something specific to question it and to learn how to have an, a scientific approach, a critical approach to a, to a specific topic. So that's the idea behind it. Because we have a lot of international partnerships with all these uh, big international competitions, such as the International Science and Engineering Fair in the States, which is the biggest science fair in in the world uh, for young people. I mean, just to give you an, an idea, we have about between 70 and hundred uh, participants each year and they have between 1800 and 2000 so it's a big bigger a bit bigger than ours to be able to compete in that international competition they will first have to qualify through our national competition and but there are they also have terms of of participation like uh, you have be uh, have to be older than 16 it has to be in a specific field so that is where the jury comes in and says okay this prize is well it applies to to this project, or it makes more sense for this project, and we have competitions in Asia, in the States, in South America. There is a big competition on the European level, which is organised by the European Commission. So it's it's just really it's just really been building over these fifty years of creating partnerships with other um, similar organisations around the world. A wonderful f- opportunity for a young person of many different subject
0: interests exactly. to find an in in-path and integration into a global network there. Yes. And we have with us here one of your winners, Alex Cowan, turning to you. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm quite excited to be doing this. So it's absolutely great to have you here. Now, tell us about your project.
2: All right. So I did a project that um, focused on an organic synthesis reaction and the reactant ratios that would be optimal to produce the greatest quantity of product for the least waste. So this was a rather interesting decision for me to make because I had never worked with anything to do with organic chemistry before it. Um, So you suddenly decided to take on an organic chemistry project without
0: knowing much about organic chemistry?
2: Yes, this is correct, because I'm always up for a challenge and I love to learn new things. So I figured that I would get a jump start on organic chemistry, which I understand is an incredibly complex and difficult field. And it's somewhat infamous when you get to university and everyone's just like, orgo is killing me. So I figured I'll just dip my toe in this tiny little bit. I'll do this project and I'll get a basic understanding of how some of these reactions can work. Because if I do that, and I have that bouncing around in my head for a long enough period of time, It'll be easier for me to integrate when I have to take it in university. Which
0: you're going to
2: tomorrow, I believe. Oh yes, I have a You're flight. jumping on a plane tomorrow <laughs> to Australia. Indeed I am. And I plan to study chemical and material engineering at the University of Queensland. So the Organic Chemistry
0: Project, not only did you win a prize for it, but it obviously sparked something inside you.
2: <laughs> it fostered something that was already there. I mean, I've always been incredibly curious about everything. I turn over rocks when I'm walking down the street. If I look at something and I'm curious, how does that work? How might um, this system have been created? But you pull back what is apparent and you see all of these things that you had never considered underneath. And the way that everything interrelates, it's just fascinating. And looking at the world in that way, once you start question everything you never go back and it's just so much of a more exciting way to see the world
0: a wonderful way to to live your life as a a curious person you came to luxembourg age 16 yes That's a tricky time to move. And you came from having grown up mostly in Seattle. Yes.
2: So you basically entered ISL and did your IB there. I did. And I had never had contact with the IB program before. There was another school in my district that ran the IB, but mainly as courses, not as a full IB diploma. And my school, I was coming from an AP background. So... You need to say what AP is for our listeners. (laughs) Advanced placement. It's... A system that can be used to get college credits in high school in the U.S. and is used to demonstrate rigour and is frequently mandated for entry to any prestigious college.
0: Well, you're clearly a very bright girl, but why then the choice to go to Australia?
2: Well, my family is originally from Australia. So when I was born, my parents were not U.S. citizens. And because of that, I am a dual citizen. I am a citizen of the United States and Australia. So in light of this, I've lost my U.S. residency since living in Luxembourg. So I cannot go to a school in state uh, with a lower tuition fee. So the best option for me is to go to Australia and make use of my other citizenship. And the school is fantastic and I'll be able to live near my relatives that I never grew up near. But you didn't choose to look at uh, European universities? I did. It's just that the tuition fees for an international student, given that I have my citizenship that I do, I decided I would apply to an Australian university for my undergraduate degree. I'll do a couple of years in industry and then I'll look at which further education I want. I know I want to take a master's degree, but I'm not sure at this point whether it'll be master's of science, master's of engineering, or even something like an MBA. Well, I've no doubt you're going to make the right choice at the right time. But let's let's just dig into your project a bit. And
0: it's the second year you entered this. Yes. And so tell us about your first Entry and also the team around you and your friends at school. Why did you even think about entering this competition?
2: So at ISL we have this phenomenal teacher in the science department. Her name is Tessa Charnot, and she is very active in promoting any science endeavors. So she was also a big factor in why I entered the Barcelona International Youth Science Challenge in 2019. I went to Barcelona for two weeks and made a lot of international connections there. But she would always open our eyes to all of these scientific opportunities in the community. And I instantly jumped in with this group of people who were also interested in the science. We did a project It was called mycelium for future. So mycelium is the um, reproductive component of mushrooms, and it can be used to create plastic-like substance. It's lightweight, doesn't have quite the same physical characteristics, but if you ever see any headlines about mushrooms being used to make things or we're going to grow these habitats on Mars, the likelihood is they're referring to mycelium. So we decided we were going to produce our own mycelium and then test some of the chemical and physical properties to see what we could bounce around in our heads to do with it. You sound like you have a fantastically
0: encouraging and inspiring teacher there at ISL. And so this project, then you just dipped your toe into organic chemistry and now you're off to do, you're jetting off to Australia tomorrow to do chemical engineering in Queensland. We wish you the very, very best of luck. Now, turning back to you, Natalie, how can somebody end to this competition from the ages of 11 to
1: 21 what do they have to do and is there any idea that's uh, too stupid let's say? Oh no never so anyone can participate the registrations have opened and they will remain open until February 12th and the process is quite easy so first you register through a Google form so we know how to contact you and uh, you put in the idea that you have for your project the title of your project and then by February 12th, you will have to hand in a research paper. This is just to give our jury a bit of a head start so they can read through what you've been working on, how you got to create your idea, maybe some problems that you've encountered while making your idea and or while creating your project, and then your solution or, or what came out of it. And that can be any t- anywhere between five and ten pages. We prefer it's it's rather short than long because we'll be looking at a lot of projects. To answer your question, there's no project is too easy. no idea is is not smart enough. The whole concept or what we like to convey is that, as opposed to the traditional school system, the outcome of your project, it's never right or wrong. The outcome is. What you're working towards. So whether that outcome is a negative one or a positive one, whether it is what you've expected or what you didn't expect, that doesn't change the fact that you have a successful project. So what I always try to do because we go to schools to present the, the contest and what I always try to to tell the students is that if by February 9th, you see that, I don't know, the the volcano you made or the robot you made, that it doesn't work the way you want it to work, then that's fine. Then we still want you to participate. And then at the contest, you explain to us what went wrong or what problem you encountered. And maybe the jury or other participants who will be around you because everyone can have their own stand or their own booth with their project, and maybe other people can help you with then finding a solution for that specific problem. And that's the whole point that we want to show is that, you know, when you encounter a problem, that's when science actually starts. That's where the research commences. That's where it starts to become interesting. And same as in product design or, or anything else, like if some car company decides to bring out a new car, It's never the first prototype that's going to hit the streets. And even after they start selling them, we've had many cases of where they had to recall it because there was some problem that they hadn't thought about or some filter that's not working the right way. And that's really what we want to convey is that wherever you are in your research process just participate you know sign up even if your project is a theoretical one you can also sign up with that especially in times of covid where you might not have access to all the labs or to all the the tools or the materials that you would like to use you can think about your project think about the the material you would like to use and the the steps you would like to take and then enroll with your theoretical problem uh, project. And then next year, maybe you can start putting it into a practical uh, project. So the whole process, you're allowed to work on your project for years and years, if you'd like to. We have had participants that started out a Participating at thirteen, this one specific one, Kamala. She her first project was to see where in a school, uh, which surface in the school has most bacteria, which turns out are door handles and doorknobs, which is very very pertinent for uh, the COVID situation. Exactly, and actually, since COVID, the students, whenever I asked them this the question, we're like, where do you think it is, they've become a lot more aware that it's doorknobs and and door handles. We have been able to watch her develop this passion for science and learn so many things and with all the prizes that she won and all the travels she's been taking, her network has been growing and her she's just become this this young scientist and she's now studying at university but her last project was it was called the wheelchair accessibility belt it was a belt that any person who is in a wheelchair can while in their wheelchair can attach to the wheels so that like the chain that you put around a tire so that you're more mobile through snow or mud or wet leaves I mean which let's be real we have a lot in Luxembourg (laughs) so and so really, it's just really nice to see how, how these students, how they grow with their projects. So the first project doesn't have to be life changing. We're not looking for someone to cure cancer. If you do, that's great, but that's not what you have to start out with. Start out with something small. If whatever you have at home, you know, if you're interested in a subject or if you're good at something and you find materials at home that you can work with, that's great. You don't need a microscope that's 5,000 euros. And if you do actually need access to other things like labs or, or a tutor, you can always reach out to us, the foundation, because we have a vast network. I mean, since we have alumni to look back on for the last 50 years that have gone into working in the field of science or or technology or research. We have a vast network of of tutors that we can connect you to, or labs, or material that we can try to find for you. It's absolutely
0: wonderful that you support the people through their projects and their ideas if they don't have the chance to do it themselves in their own schools, because teachers are often very busy too. Well, amazing opportunity amazing if everybody who enters wins a prize of some sort I know this phenomenal prize is to be won and there's a lot of travel involved you've hit upon a couple of very important things there there's a lot of funding growing amount of funding available for scientists of all sorts this the word science as you mentioned earlier is quite open to that rational and deep critical thinking so we hope we're going to see many more people like Alex Cowan come through this process and with you at the helm Natalie I'm quite sure we will you're a fantastic advocate for this and we wish you, Alex, the very best of luck in your travels to Queensland and in your chemical engineering there. Have you anything else you'd like to add?
2: I just want to encourage anyone who might be hearing this and thinking that this, oh, this sounds phenomenal, but I'm not sure if I have the chops to enter or, oh, it sounds like a lot of work. I, I'm i not sure that this is for me. Just go for it. It's one of those things Whenever you have these opportunities that you think you might not quite be qualified to take, you should take them because it leads to so many phenomenal things you never would have thought of otherwise. And if you set up a pattern in your life of going for things that you're uncertain of, taking those risks, and this is a very, very safe risk to take, everyone is friendly, it builds that network And it inspires this passion, like the FJSL, they set up an entire alternative awards ceremony for us this year, which my friend Song Min and I, we couldn't stop talking about afterward because it was just this phenomenal gesture and it means so much that the organization cares to this extent, about encouraging these young scientists, about giving them these opportunities and experiences that they will look back on. It'll become a point where they look back to. And that's where it started. That's where my passion ignited. That's where I got the resources to... The support and that tick, that just kind of,
0: uh, that tap on the back to say, you know, you did a good job here. Or you've got a future in this, perhaps. Yes, well, Alex, we really do wish you the best of luck, and Natalie can't wait to hear and see more from you and the organisation. To you both, thank you so much for coming in here in person before you catch that flight and, and <laughs> thirty tomorrow. <laughs> enjoy that sunshine. We could do with a bit back here in Luxembourg. Throw some our way. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you.